Hi, this is Steve Durr. Thanks again for joining us for these audio devotions through the book of Ephesians. Well, Monday through Thursday, we're going to have a person walk through a particular passage in the book of Ephesians and then make some comments about it. And then on every Friday, as we go through this, uh, we're going to have a little panel, a little bit more of an impromptu, laid-back, casual conversation about how the text of Ephesians that was read that week might apply to some things that are going on in our world today, in our community today, in our own lives. So we want to talk about bringing Ephesians off the page and into the news, ripped from the headlines. So anyways, I'm here and joined with Mr. I am Steve Thompson. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Watermark, and my favorite food is tacos. That's good. Just in case someone wants to bring you tacos right now, this minute. And then we're also joined by... Jeff Steele, also on staff. Are we doing favorite foods? I wasn't prepared. I, I wasn't either. Up. All right. Do you even have a favorite food? No. Okay. I didn't think so. Um, I don't, yeah. I like anything Indian food or Thai food. Something that you can't pretty much get around very well around here. But anyways, uh, so we're talking about the book of Ephesians, and uh, particularly the first chapter up through verse 14. And as we think about that, and you know, anyone want to take a stab at summarizing generally what it says? Is that you, Steve Thompson? Is that your job? I didn't. I was not assigned this ahead of time, <laughs> but I guess we can. Chief summarizer. Yeah. So let, let's summarize some key themes that we're kind of uh, you know overviewing a little bit. And you don't have the text in front of you, so right. Yeah, I'm just making it up impromptu. So obviously, united with Christ, the whole being in Christ thing is a big deal. Not only here, but it's going to set up. Uh, the, this first chapter is foundational for the rest of what Paul is is building on through this book. So that theme of in Christ is kind of that necessary theme by which he's going to make a case for how these people that he's writing to are going to live together and what that wow, looks like. That's powerful. There. Let's just let's Boom. give him a hand. Boom. That's... <laughs> Thank you. Was I right? We bow down, we lay our crowns <laughs> at the feet. So, uh, okay, so Jeff, you were talking yeah, yeah. about the importance of this being in Christ or united with Christ, and you came across a quote, um, that, or paraphrase a bit of a co- quote. I looked it up. Yeah, oh, can, you did. Okay, I let's have, hear I it. Googled you think, it. So it's related to this idea of being united with Christ or being in Christ, correct? Well, the whole discussion of in Christ, because... You were talking about Christ is our victory. He is our confidence. I mean, you and you were kind of uh, on whatever day that was, Tuesday, kind of how David represented the people, right. Goliath represented the Philistines. You know, that's how the kind people. Like what's true of Jesus is true of us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So your identity is wrapped up in Christ, and and that whole concept of in Christ. Um, the 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 text that always comes to mind is you died and your life is hidden with right. Christ yeah. and God that's who you are, and so um, there's there's this quote from uh, A. W. Tozer in the Pursuit of God, and uh, when we think about Christ being our champion, Christ is our defender. This is what he has to say. He said, "Whoever defends himself will have himself for defense, and he will have no other." But let him come defenseless before the Lord, and he will have for his defender no less than God himself. There's this real tendency, I feel like, and, and even for us as Christians, we have Christ as our defender. And that's great if you can leave that alone 
<laughs> like right. just let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. He's your defender. Yeah. So if you're in Christ, that means Christ is your defender. And and if you want to take over, like if if Jesus is your defense attorney and you want to take over, you can. But uh, it's, it's going to crash and burn. It's usually a bad idea to represent yourself in it court seems, of law. Yeah, it, it never goes well on law and order. Um, <laughs> so uh, that that whole concept of like, we just can't leave that well alone, enough alone. We can't let Jesus say, well, yeah, he's guilty, but it's okay because I took care of it already. And that's, I mean, that's what he did for us. We want to say, yeah, but I'm not, at least I'm not like. I'm not that bad. That guy. I'm not Dr. Nasser. <clears throat> Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Um and and that's and and that's a perfect example because um Larry Nassar, the guy so gymnastics is really big in our world. Yes. So you've got like an Olympic champion in the been, in the breeding. We've been uh really following breeding? that whole uh, thing. In the, are we breeding gymnasts yeah, now? Absolutely. Here around here in, in West this, Michigan. In the this raising in the in training. training. <laughs> you've got an Olympic gymnast this in is training. Soviet era <laughs> breeding of athletes. <laughs> That's going on oh, now. We're going to get shut <laughs> down. Um, anyway, so sorry. Bring it back. So, uh, yeah, the, the gymnastics world, you know that that's been a really big deal. They did like four days of testimony uh, because they let all the victims speak, and there were, I think, they said almost 150 of them. Yeah. Wow! And they all got to speak in court. So, anyway, I was reading this morning. Um, Nassar, uh, the judge, read some of his statement. And she skipped some parts of it. Did you? Did you? Either of you guys read it? I only saw on ESPN. Like I watched him give part of a statement. That's all I caught. Okay. Yeah. So he had written a statement apparently to to the court, and the judge read parts of it. She omitted some because she didn't want to cause pain mm. to the victims. But if you read his words, he talks about um, getting bullied by the judge on the other case, getting coerced into a guilty plea. Um, oh, wow. He talks about... So he was finger-pointing. He was finger-pointing, and he was he was talking about how the FBI checked me out three years ago, and they cleared me, and everything I did was medically necessary and all, all this kind of stuff. He went down this whole path of, yeah, okay, yeah, I, but, I hear what you're saying, yeah, but yeah. this is my perspective, and I, I'm not that bad, and I didn't really do anything wrong. Like mm, wow. You get the sense of, I'm not really... As much as he can say... The victim's, you know, testimony has shaken me or whatever. He said his when it comes down to actual guilt, it's a lot harder to say I am that wow. I am that monster. Right. Yeah. And and that's the. That's what we do, you know. Yeah. That, I mean, that's an extreme uh, or obvious maybe case for that. But you're right. I mean, I don't know how many times you meet with someone and uh, you're talking to them about you're saved by God's grace. I mean, next week we get into that whole chapter in Ephesians 2, but um, the idea that you're in Christ, he is your defense, he is your victory, he is your... And uh, it's like, yeah, I want that, but at the same time, I'm a pretty good person, and I've got some great credentials already. Um, And so I'm trying to, you know, in in trying to say, so I'm going to work really hard to show that I'm worthy of that, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to figure out, like, why in the world do we reject this most incredible gift of being in Christ? Why can't we just say thank you, <laughs> you know? Or, or why can't we just admit we desperately need it instead of saying, yeah, but, you right. know? I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, you've encountered people in that situation, you in your own life, um, or whatever, but 
What are some of the sticking points, do you think, that makes us want to do that, yeah, but, or look at me, I'm actually not that bad? There's definitely a sense of, if you just knew my story, like if, if you could just see, hmm. if you knew my perspective, then then it you would understand a little bit better, or it would help, you know, right. help you understand. It's almost like we, it's kind of like that whole thing where you give someone, um, you know, you give grace to yourself for your motives, but you, you know, you condemn people for their actions, right. but, but not yourself, because you know how you, what you really were thinking or feeling, yeah. Right. Um, I'm just, I don't know how relevant this is, but I was just thinking about one of my worst cases where I was coming to grips with my worst sin, I guess, and dealing with that with Jessica and our marriage. And uh, one of my things was like, it was, this wasn't supposed to be me. This wasn't supposed to be my story. I'm like, I've always been the goody two shoes kid, You're the good boy, the pastor's kid, the missionary's kid, the whatever kid. And like, I just, I never met any harm. I never, whatever. But here I am, and I am hurting a good handful of people around me. Um, and now this is my story, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to deal with. I th- I think it's just hard to. I don't know. Hard to admit. Yeah. It's hard on the pride. It's hard on all sorts of things. It's, but I think it's supposed to be that way so that we can get to the end of ourselves, so right. that we can get to that dying with Christ and going okay. Our, any life after this has got to be also in Christ. It's also got to be because of right of Jesus. But we'd like to soften it. For sure. And, and we'd like to cushion the landing a little bit. And like, yeah, okay, I fell or whatever. Uh, you know, I just did air quotes. Nobody can see that. <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> you know, I've, I've had a moral failure. or and, and then you're more likely to say a moral incident. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I knew a guy saying, who said a yeah. moral hiccup. Right, I had a moral right. hiccup. I'm like, dude. Yeah. It wasn't a moral hiccup. That was yeah. That was a little more significant right. than Instead that. Instead of buddy. saying sin, we say brokenness. Now we have brokenness, but it kind of it almost like puts it on someone else's fault for what we've done, right? So yeah, there is something about that that wants to cushion it so we can live with ourselves. But by living with ourselves, you're right. We don't end up having that new life in Christ because you have to come to the end of yourself. He has to actually be your savior um, and your rescuer. And uh, it's hard to do that if you don't think you need rescuing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to save a person who doesn't think they've done anything wrong. Yeah. Right, right. So um, on that cheery note, um, <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts um, related to that? That thing that you brought up, Jeff? That idea of, you know, being in Christ. I, I guess just being in Christ means being fully in Christ. And that means all of it and all of you. Um. You know, to you don't you don't pick and choose. You don't get to say this part of me and not that part. Um, it's it's to to be in Christ is to be honestly, fully in Christ, and and that's it. And that means you don't. I mean, you're not controlling the outcome. You you've that, and that's that's part of what goes into all of this. I feel like trying to soften our sin or our guilt, you know, you want to spin it a certain way. You'd like to control the outcome a little bit so it's not quite so painful. Um, but you don't get to do that. If if Jesus is your defense attorney, you have to let him handle that. You have to let him handle the negotiations and, and you have to back off. Yeah, it's kind of like that trust, right? That's good. Any other final thoughts, Steve? 
No, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to close off. There will by be just... a few in a, in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, see, it's, it's all going to be brewing. I'm a little slow on the uptake. That's so. all right. It's all good. Um, and they're going to be phenomenal, too, by the way. Oh, Pat. <laughs> powerful, powerful. Um, I just want to read Ephesians 1, verse 3 again um, in a little bit different translation uh, than we've been doing in our, in our podcast. But um, just kind of to wrap up this time, because it's the passage we've been talking primarily about, Ephesians 1 3 says, Praise be to the Lord, excuse me, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And so I love that good news. Every spiritual blessing, everything we need is found uh, in Christ on our behalf. And uh, that's good news. So to close our time out, um, Steve, why don't you pray for us? Yeah. Well, I guess just on that note, Father, every spiritual blessing. Um, I'm I'm wondering if there's somebody like right now that just needs the reality of what that is. Like, where are we weak? Where are we needing rescue and salvation? Where are we needed to come to grips with our sin and brokenness and inability? And then where have you applied every spiritual blessing over top of that? Would you like just point that out to us right now? so that we can walk in your resurrection. We can walk in the reality of your new life. Um, so yeah, Father, open our eyes to these spiritual blessings that you're bringing to life in us um, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And thank you all, and uh, have a great day. See ya.